Hi, my name is John, and this is my goody buddy, Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz podcast, the podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s Packers football and lived to talk about it. Packers Blitz is dedicated to the greatest fans in the NFL, Packer fans, not Chiefs fans, Hunt family, and God bless the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> lordy, lordy. <laughs> uh, we won't get into why we're saying that, but if you watch the after the trophy presentation, and the Hunt family was getting a little bit out of hand with the whole God thing. Like, all right, we get it. All right, whatever. But right. Andy, would you just, your general, before we get into uh, a little bit about the Super Bowl, uh, what did you think of it, just generally, as a Super Bowl compared to other Super Bowls? Yeah, I was I was hoping it would be a little bit more high scoring, especially in the first half. I was expecting mm-hmm. a little bit more fireworks uh, because you have two great offensive minds, uh, two great offensive head coaches, and I thought for sure with two weeks to prepare, they were going to be able to scheme some more things open. But right. it was tough going early on, wasn't it? So, so yeah, you and I were texting back and forth, and the one word that came up well, a lot was uh, boring, boring. Uh, in capital letters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but as the game progressed, the second half, yeah. uh, it got better and better. And it was kind of cool to see overtime, uh, to have some extra yeah. football. So, that was kind of cool. Boring. And, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, There's some other things, uh, you know, the national anthem, uh, Reba McIntyre. Um, I know a lot of people like Post Malone. Uh, uh, you know, uh, his rendition of whatever he did, I forget what. Mm-hmm. And then you had the halftime show. I'm like, it really didn't throw me. And I know they were saying Usher was great and this and that, but. Uh, I I was having problems with the audio, uh, oh. and some other people had, had mentioned that on, uh, you know, on various platforms or whatever that uh, that was an issue. So, uh, which really shouldn't be if you're doing a, a halftime show and you're listening to the performance uh, performances and uh, the music and whatnot, uh, that shouldn't be an issue. But it but it kind of was. It seemed like there just was a lot going on the whole the whole time, John. Just it's, it's it a Super did. Bowl, but even with uh, Las Vegas, it almost like it got magnified, and it was almost mm-hmm. too overwhelming. Right. Where you just wanted to concentrate. Can I just concentrate on football here? You know, like I don't need to see, uh, you know, Taylor Swift over and over and over again. I, over I don't need over. to see Beyonce. Uh, I, you know, no, I need all to the, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, hello. so yeah, there was a lot of that going on. You had all yeah. the, uh, you know, the actors and the actresses and all the, uh, great, yeah. right, um, right. you know, great entertainers yeah. in our world at the game, so, but it's kind of like, it, it gets pretty sad after a while. It's not about mm-hmm. fans at that point. And I'm not saying that those yeah. Those people are not uh, fans. I'm not saying that. 
What I'm no, saying is they, when you show them over and over and over again, that takes away yeah. from just the normal fan that maybe wants to go to the Super Bowl. And now they have, again, outpriced pretty much everybody yeah. from going. And it's, yeah. I think it's getting just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, um, you got to so, stop that. Stop yeah. It. All right. right. Let's get right to it. Let's do a recap. Yeah, so Super Bowl 58, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 in overtime. Yes, 25. (laughs) It was kind of funny, John, because my wife and I were talking before the game that Bill Cower had predicted one of the teams was going to score 25. And I was like, how? (laughs) You know? And then then it happened. So then my, you know... Uh, Sue was like, see, see, you can't score 25 points. And it's like, yeah, but that was that was only because they didn't have to kick yeah. the extra point, right? But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so it's kind of a weird score. Uh, but a lot of pe- as a lot of people predicted, uh, it was going to be a close game and it was going to be maybe a field goal difference. And that's exactly what, what happened, right, John? And yeah. uh, Packers Blitz was correct. <laughs> John hey. and I both said in the last episode, which was episode 64, uh, that the Chiefs would win. Uh, it was a Packer Blitz uh, lock, right, John? Lock. It was a lock. Yes, it was. Uh, so um, I had a final score. My final score was uh, 27-20 Chiefs. And I was I was the closest out of the both of us, but um, again, the twenty five twenty two victory for the Chiefs, uh, you know, again, really really close. Um, mm-hmm. And so I I was pretty close. I wasn't perfect, but I was close. Uh, I also predicted the under. Uh, I think the it was yeah. forty seven and a half, and they right. ended up with the exactly the same po- point total. Uh, that I had come up with, so I was exactly right on that. So, and then John, you had said that the uh, 49ers would lead in the first half, which they did. The entire yep. first half, they were up ten points, and then they were up seven points at halftime. I believe it's ten three, and the Chiefs would come back in the second half. That's what you said. You predicted like uh, yep. the soothsayer, like the you know, Ooh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so that was spot on. So great job on that. So you kind of yeah, predicted how it was going to all play out. Uh, it just sucks because I don't think neither one of us no. uh, bet any money on the game. And that's what you would do uh, when you want to stay married another uh, yeah. you know, 25, 30 years. Like, you know, John yeah, and I have sure. been married, uh, not together, but <laughs> to our wives uh, about... Uh, you know, 25, 30 years for each one of us. So if you want to be able to stay married, uh, you don't just go do things like that. So I mentioned to my wife, you know, let's, you know, let's put a thousand on it or whatever. Uh, And I was, I was joking, but not really. I really felt that the Chiefs were going to win the game. Um, And it's too bad I didn't bet. (laughs) So um, anywho. Uh, So, but if you're, if you're one former NFL star, that apparently didn't matter to him, the whole marriage thing and being married to his wife. Former Bengal wide receiver Chad Johnson. Did you hear about this, John? No. Okay, so Chad Johnson, or Chad Ocho Cinco, as he liked to call himself. Uh, I think he used to wear number 85. That's what he called himself, Ocho Cinco. 
Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, promised to give up three of the most important things, including his wife, if the Chiefs <laughs> okay. if the Chiefs lost. Luckily for him, they didn't. They didn't lose, right, John? He was yes. so confident, John. How confident was he? He was so confident, John, uh, that he uh, was so confident about his pick for the big game that he was willing to stop eating at McDonald's forever, because he loves McDonald's, mm. supposedly, refrain from having sex for a year. Oh, boy. And divorce his wife. Yikes. In, in no particular order. Now, that was absolute confidence in his Super Bowl pick, wasn't it, John? So, right. any, yeah, any comments so. on that? That's kind of going um, over the top. He, you know, well, Ted Johnson was I so confident. <laughs> I would say maybe put some money on it next time and not, you know, mention you're going to divorce your wife because I think your wife might go. Oh, so you want a divorce, so you kind of screwed exactly. yourself there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And having sex for a year, well, now that you <laughs> kind of put out there that you might divorce your wife, uh, you're not having sex for a year, my friend. Not with the wife. And, uh, you know, lay off, a, lay off the McDonald's. Come on, chat. Yep. yep. It's not good for you. Yeah. You don't want to have, <laughs> have heart disease and high blood pressure. I don't pressure understand and any else. of those bets. That's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's, he was a strange dude, you know. He good was during his playing days. That's for sure. And, and after his playing guy. days. <laughs> yeah. He's so we're going to do a little, we're going to do a little recap now, uh, you know, Packers Blitz fans. So um, Patrick Mahomes was special when he had to be. Uh, during the game, uh, he figured out how to make big plays late. And the time with the Packers, Jordan Love needs to learn this, doesn't he, John? <laughs> you know? Yes. And so, again, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest uh, as of now uh, and special when he had to be. And he figured out to make how to make big plays late. And, and again, that's what Jay Love needs to do as well. Um, Andy Reid is an offensive guru. He is. Um, yeah. Who was able, he was able uh, during the Super Bowl to call plays, uh, especially at the end of the uh, fourth quarter and during overtime, to change the outcome of the game all by himself. Kyle Shanahan was outcoached when it mattered. When it mattered. Uh, Matt LaFleur needs to take notes from Andy Reid's master class on yeah. offense, especially at the end of games and in overtime. Right, John? Mm, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So Finish. Uh, another point about, about all this, the defensive coordinator position matters. Yes. Steve Spagnuolo uh, is in total control of his – Chiefs defense. Uh, he was on Sunday and he is. Uh, mm -hmm. Andy Reid trusts him and doesn't have to call a timeout because he doesn't like the way the defense is lined up on a <sighs> crucial play. Right, John? 
Yeah. So that's that's what Shanahan had to do uh, for uh, Wilkes, I believe, as his defensive coordinator. Didn't he have yeah. to call a timeout? Uh, okay. Yeah. That's that why I brought correct. that up. Okay. So Andy Reid trusts uh, Spagnolo enough to not do that, right? Hopefully, yeah. hopefully Matt LaFleur's uh, new. Uh, uh, Matt LaFleur and his new defensive coordinator, Jeff Halfley, will have the same kind of trust and re- report yes. moving forward. We are about to find out, aren't we, Packers fans? <laughs> yes, we are. The Chiefs' D really, really tackled well, especially its secondary. Uh, if you didn't notice, uh, they did. <laughs> the 49ers' mm. offensive stars and all pros, there's multitude of them on offense for them could not get yards after contact the wide uh, the uh, 49ers pride themselves on this their players and their head coach the chiefs just didn't let them make explosive plays the packers front office needs to find a way to draft and develop players like cornerbacks legeria sneed and trent mcduffie on the chiefs those two players are able to cover and tackle anybody, anybody, uh, zone, man-to-man. It just doesn't matter. Jeff Halfley's new defensive scheme needs to have some talent in the secondary to be successful. We talked about this. The Packers yeah. don't have it. They don't have the talent right now in the secondary. Brian Goodikens, no. Goody, better address address that this off season. And I think he's gonna, he's going to have to, right. You're going to have to. Now the good thing is really quickly, he, you know, you got 11 picks. You got to yes. go out and get a safety. Again. You got to, <laughs> again, yep. got to go out and get a safety. You got to go and get some impact veterans that you can line up in, in the secondary that you can find hopefully off the, rubbage pile where you get them like you know rudy ford Keyshawn nixon uh rasul douglas when he was here i mean all of them contributed all of them helped out uh but you just gotta really look at the secondary and do what you can to uh upgrade it because you're gonna have to because jeff halfley's defense really works that secondary and if they're not good you're yeah you're not going anywhere yeah, good. John Goody alluded to this in his uh, end of the year presser, his press conference, yes. didn't he? He and then yes, he did. After, after that, uh, there were some uh, experts or whatever that predicted possibly that they makes may make some draft day trades, maybe move up, use some yep. of those picks. Uh, also, again, they uh, Goody had talked about this as well as bringing in some veteran help. And there are a lot of veterans out there in the secondary yes. um, that could maybe help us. Uh, Buda Baker, uh, Tyron Matthew, I believe he plays for the Saints now, mm-hmm. uh, had a really good season as well. So there's some people out there yeah. that we might be able yeah. to get on the cheap because, again, positions like safety in particular, um, you don't have to pay a whole lot anymore for mm-hmm. that. No, not anymore. Okay. So another thing about Super Bowl 58, special teams really do matter. <laughs> Kansas City's special teams blocked uh, that point after that PAT. Uh, that helped yep. them to win the game. Uh, they recovered an important fumble and made 
all of its kicks. Harrison Butker is oh. awesome. Oh, man, yeah. Right. So I think everybody knows what I'm alluding to there as well <laughs> with some of the things that happened to the Packers during our playoff run, especially that last game. Uh, mm. The Packers have to be better on special teams. They have to be. The Packers cannot continue to overlook this crit- critical element in winning championships. You don't see uh, Andy Reid, uh, you know, uh, overlooking that, do you, John? No, no, you don't. You don't. So uh, that's why he's winning Super Bowls, right? So you have to start that's to right. emulate people that are successful and know what the heck they're doing. And hopefully the mm-hmm. Packers will, will – uh, start to do that or continue to do that. Um, yeah. So, the, yeah. The other thing really quickly is championship teams, and you fought, saw it on full display, step up when they need to step up. Yep. And the quarterback doesn't have to worry about it. So, you know, there were plenty of times in that game, defense had to make a, had to make a stop, yep. tackle, a critical stop, whatever, numerous times, and they did. Now, the Packers, there was a time, (laughs) well, back in the 90s, maybe we could have done that, but there was this one play just really quickly. I think it was third and fours in the fourth quarter, and I was like, wow, third and four, they should make this, you know, just have Kittle or, or Debo Samuel or whoever go out there should make it. No, they got stopped. Now, if that was the Packers' defense, yeah, they would have got it. <laughs> Probably a lot. Right. And that's yeah, they, the they were about right the, now. I think you're referring to the play that they were at about the 10 yard line. They had to kick a field goal. That was Chris Jones. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, Chris the, Jones. Right. Yeah, the okay. perennial Pro Bowl, all pro uh, mm-hmm. defensive tackle yeah. that they've got. Right. Uh, where he hadn't but, done a whole lot the entire game, but they've been, they, they double team him all the time, right? But on yeah, that particular was, uh, yeah. play, when he had to, he made a play. And yep. he blew up that play. play. Purdy didn't have a, a prayer. He didn't have a chance nope. to do anything. Nope. And there was a guy that was open. It was Jennings. Again. Wide open. Okay. Yeah, Not Jennings. Greg Jennings, by the way. We're talking about the Jennings that plays for the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Been um, and he had made pr- pl- uh, plenty of plays in the game. He got open again uh, right at about the goal line, and he could have hit him for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't yeah, because Chris, because, yeah. because Chris Jones is huge and he was right up in his face. Just right and in his he face. Couldn't. He so yeah, he made this pretty made the smart play. Get rid of the ball and don't take yeah. a sack. Give your team an opportunity to make a decision. Do we go for it on fourth mm-hmm. down or do we kick Absolutely. the field goal? They decided yeah. to kick the field goal. So yeah. Right. So I think that's what you're referring to, John. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, but let's not forget the 49ers. Yes, right? they, they outplayed and outphysicaled the Chiefs for the majority of the game. Yeah. I would say in, definitely into the third quarter, uh, maybe you know almost to the fourth quarter. Almost uh, to the fourth, yeah. Yep. The, um, the defensive and the offensive line was pushing the Chiefs around uh, for yeah. the majority of the game again. Uh, it looked mm-hmm. like the 49ers just ran out of gas in the fourth yeah, quarter uh, into overtime. Yeah. So mm-hmm. part of that, John, might have been because there were times that the 49ers went away from the run, and they mm-hmm. probably should have used their run game yeah. a little bit more with uh, CMC. Yep. 
uh, yep. Christian McCaffrey. So, um, yeah. but there were a few times that they went away from that when, uh, and they got kind of pass happy. So, yeah. Uh, and then on, on, on pre a few previous episodes, uh, John and I bashed Nick, Nick Bosa. Uh, we yeah. were wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. No. He was Today, arguably I mean, the yes, best. Again. He was the best player on the field. Uh, yesterday, yep. uh, he was disciplined. He had great energy. Uh, he tried to take over the game and disrupt all by himself, uh, and he was mm. fantastic. So I wanted to give him a shout yep. out. So he did. He was great. Uh, if the 49ers w- uh, would have won, he probably would have been the MVP. At least I would have made him the MVP because he was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the 49ers have a very deep and talented roster. Uh, everybody knows this, right? However, their best players on offense are getting older and often hurt. You've got Kittle, who gets hurt all the time. You've got Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. Debo Samuel got hurt during the game again, his hamstring or whatever. Uh, Left tackle Trent Williams uh, and and even CMC uh, can can get hurt and have gotten hurt. So the Packers have to take advantage of this Mm -hmm. in order to surpass them. Uh, the 49ers Super Bowl window may be starting to close a little bit. It's uh, starting to close. Yep. And their roster may look vastly different next season. The 49ers aren't paying Brock Purdy yet. <laughs> However, they, they are will. paying all of these guys that I just mentioned. So again, you can't you can't uh you, you can't pay all of them. So, like players that they no. brought in, like Chase Young, he's not going to be with them next year. They can't afford him. Nope. Right. No, so again, every season there's that turnover for each each of the NFL teams, and we'll see how the mm-hmm. the Forty ers are going to going to look next year. Yeah. But, the, um, yeah. The thing with the Forty ers really quick is they do what every team does, including the Packers. They keep kicking the salary cap can down the road, and then. For instance, Andy and I will talk about this when we get to free agency and some other things down the road here. But like now we got David Bakhtiari, who's due $40 million this season. That you're like, are you crazy? We can't pay him that. Aaron Jones, 17 million, John. Yes, he's 17. Uh, I know a couple other players are in the 10 to 12, the 15, 17 range. Yep, and you just you you can't. It's just you you can't. And so, guys like Kiddo, Debo, Samuel, uh, some of the other key pieces will be gone in a couple of years. And then you help, you hope you draft and develop well, like the Packers have. Luckily, otherwise your window's closed because you're playing Brock Purdy. I don't know, maybe thirty million in a year, maybe forty million a year. God knows what they're going to pay him, and then you're stuck. You know, just like every team gets stuck. And then what do you do, right? You're just like, okay. <laughs> Hopefully your draft picks work out because if they don't, you're screwed. So just interesting. I think the Forty Nine er fans too. I always laugh at this. Is like, well you know, talk about it later, obviously, but I think the 49er fans are like, as long as we're playing the Packers, we have a chance. <laughs> it's like, they, they would be go. right. 
Yeah. They, right. And they would be right. So yeah, just like us playing the Cowboys. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the, the 49ers go, oh, thank God we're playing the Packers in the NFC Championship game. I mean, one of these days, you got to be able to stand up and say enough's enough and be able to beat them. And I don't know. I, I we'll, we'll see. We'll see next year. But anyway, uh, just uh, I just saw some really things that just kind of bugged me about the Niners and where they're at right now. I'm like, yeah, they're deep and talented, but that paycheck's coming due, buddy. And, you, you know, you got to figure it out. So. So let's talk about the claim that Kansas City's a dynasty. Yeah, know. didn't you hear that a lot, John? Dynasty, dynasty, yeah. dynasty. They kept bringing it I up. I know Mahomes everybody must have even talked about it. Whatever. You know, after the game, oh, we're a dynasty. Yeah. We're definitely a dynasty. So you've got all these yeah. people on the on the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, here's some statistics that kind of validate that. Um, this is according okay. to Fox Sports, so a big thank you to them because I pulled a lot of a lot of it from <laughs> the information that I gathered from them. So, uh, so first of all, the Chiefs joined a rare club among Super Bowl champions with their win on Sunday, becoming just the eighth team to ever win back-to-back titles. They joined our Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers from 1966 to 1967, the Miami Dolphins from 1992 to 1973, Pittsburgh Steelers from 1974 to 1975, and 1978 to 1979, the, yeah, Nineteen eighty-eight to nineteen eighty-nine, the Dallas Cowboys. Boo! From nineteen ninety-two to nineteen ninety-three, Denver Broncos. From nineteen ninety-seven to nineteen ninety-eight, and the New England Patriots ah! from two thousand three to two thousand four, as the only teams to ever do it, to ever win. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back titles. The nice thing, John, is the Packers are one of those teams. Packers are right? part of that. <laughs> it's been a while, but... <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take it. it. We'll take it. Uh, so, again, we're trying to validate maybe the claim that the Chiefs are a dynasty. So, mm. second thing, uh, Kansas City became just the fifth team to win three Super Bowls in a five-year span. Just the fifth team. Pittsburgh during the 1970s, uh, Dallas in the 1990s, and New England did it twice over the last two decades, John. So, again, Kansas City became the fifth team to win three Super Bowls in a five-year span. Which which really quickly, uh, I'm just looking at this. So, New England AFC, Broncos AFC, Kansas City AFC, Miami AFC, Steelers AFC. The only two NFC teams to do it are the Cowboys and Packers. And Packers. Isn't that weird? Yeah, no, I, I think that's weird. That. Yeah. yeah. That's just weird to me. That's yeah, so only two of them. Mostly the AFC have dominated. The yeah, two out of yeah. the eight. Wow. Yeah, so like, win back think about titles. Since the Since the 70s, we think about dynasties, right? But really, 
the AFC is a dynasty. Being the, the Cowboys in the 90s, the Packers in the 60s. Other than that, you know, 49ers, let's throw them in. Okay, sure, that's fine. But other than that, it's all AFC. Yeah. <laughs> so what does that tell you? They had better quarterbacks. The Steelers had Bradshaw, right? Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins had Greasy. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos had Elway. Yeah. The Patriots had Boo Tom Brady. Yep. Uh, well, the pack. You see what I'm saying? Like, yes. Think about all those great quarterbacks. I mean, the Cowboys had Aikman, and the Packers had uh, Star. But yep. So, so the it, common it, it, thread, John, is you had Hall of Fame quarterbacks every single time. Yeah, all of them have Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Every yes. last one. Every last one. And what I what have I been preaching, John, is that that's what it takes to win Super Bowls. You have to have Hall of Fame <laughs> level players, especially at quarterback. quarterback. So well, yeah. Here, here are my three things you need. Uh, John's three things you need from Packers Blitz. Oh, here we go. We all agree on you. We got quarterback, head coach, general manager. Everything else you can kind of fake it till you make it. But if you don't have a head coach, Andy Reid, duh, uh, Mahomes, and but this is the funny thing. I couldn't tell you who Kansas City's general manager is. They have no idea. I think it's no clue. Don't quote me on this. I think it's I have Brett, no idea. I'm Brett gonna look Finch. it up. <laughs> um, that's okay. off the top of my <laughs> head. And I I'm didn't really want it. to, I was hoping you weren't going to ask it because I didn't really know. It popped in my but head. I was going to say it before. Point. And I was just that's didn't know point. for sure. So we'll look that up. But that's everybody. my point, right? That's my point. You shouldn't, you shouldn't know. Yes. It's Brett Veach. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was right. But, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, Yay! So yeah. He's Yay. done a great job. Like he had to rework the offensive line. They, they lost both left, left tackle and right tackle. They had to, you know, he's done a lot of this reimagining uh, certain uh, areas of the team. He he had four rookies in the back end last last year um, yeah. that uh, like, uh, you know, defensive backs I'm talking about that he had had brought in. Right. Um, so, again, that helped them win another Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So. But my my point is that. You shouldn't know who the general manager is. Like he should be in the shadows, like just making sure everybody gets what they need, that the team is a complete team. And it's nice that you know them when you start knowing them. I think that to me is a problem. Like Jerry Jones, for example, with the Cowboys, when's the last time they won a Super Bowl? Oh, that's the 90s. Right. Yep. And everybody talks about Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, this Jerry Jones, that, and his kids, you know, involved in this and they won't shut up about it. Well, they haven't won Jack squat in years because decades. Why? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, through again, almost three decades, blah, 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 blah. Same yeah. with the 49ers won't shut up about Lynch. Wow. Look what Lynch has done. He's done all these great things. Oh, okay, you haven't won a Super Bowl since 1994. So, are you so great? I don't think so, right? <laughs> now, granted, Ron Wolf was a difference with the Packers because he's an icon. Like, he grew up 
with football and, and people knew him because, you know, he spent time with Al Davis. He spent time uh, with the Jets and, and uh, you know, all these big name teams in the 60s, 70s and, and 80s that people were like, yes, that's the juggernauts like the Oakland Raiders with Al Davis. Yeah. You know, that's he was part of that. So it's kind of, you, you kind of knew it, you know, when he came to the Packers, but I, I didn't honestly know who the general manager was. Brad Beach, no clue, but look what he's done. You know, it's incredible. Right. And he's a top five, uh, you know, GM in the league. Yeah. He's been ranked. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the top five. He's probably in the yeah. top three. So you have to have yeah. all the three of those elements, right, John? Head coach, yeah. If you don't, manager, if you, it, then you got to have yeah. your quarterback. So, just really quickly think about with the Packers. Well, we have Gutekunst. <laughs> okay, he's done really well in the past couple drafts. We have to agree on that, right? Mm-hmm. And then we got Matt Lafleur, and he had a good season. I mean, he's his record speaks for itself in the regular season. Stinks in the postseason. And then Jordan Love, the jury's still out of. So, right? I yeah. don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tell you, Packer fans, Packer Blitz fans, where we're going to wind up, but okay. Uh, hopefully the Super Bowl one of these days. Yeah, hopefully that. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're going to talk about the just, third thing now, yeah, why uh, KC might be a, a dynasty, John, unless you have something yeah. else to add. No, no, no. Go right ahead. Okay, so Kansas City head coach Andy Reid became the fifth head coach in NFL history to win three Super Bowls. New England's Bill Belichick has six. (laughs) Pittsburgh's Chuck Knoll, four. San Francisco's Bill Walsh, three. And Washington's Joe Gibbs also had three. Uh, Those are the other four coaches to reach that mark. So now Andy Reid is now the fifth to reach it. So congratulations, Andy Reid. Former Packers coach, right, John? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, man, I wish he would have been I wish he would have been Eagles our Eagles fans. Yeah, the, just really quickly, the Eagles fans must be losing their mind because I don't know <laughs> if you remember, Andy. Yeah. In the night, in the night, well, not in the 90s, but the, Early two thousands, yep. where he where he, they would totally go in the playoffs every year, go to an NFC Championship game and lose, and uh, you know people got sick of Andy Reid. They were like, "I'm sick of this." You took us to one Super Bowl. We've been to how many NFC Championship games? <laughs> and then Eagle fans are thinking now, "What the? Why wouldn't you do this with us?" <laughs> Well, uh, John, if you remember, uh, NFL fans out there, he had Donovan McNabb as his starting quarterback. And he's a B quarterback. He's a B quarterback at best. Some people think he's actually worse than that. He's no Patrick Mahomes. Um, There's a story about Donovan McNabb in the Super Bowl uh, vomiting all over the place because he was out of shape. I'm just saying. So, again, um, not to speak ill of Donovan McNabb, he can't defend himself right now, but according to what I've heard (laughs) from the pundits out there, uh, there's some reasons that um, we're out of the control of uh, Andy (laughs) Reid. 
in winning sure. a Super Bowl with Philadelphia. Yeah. So he can take some of the blame yeah. for that, but not all of it. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. So the fourth yeah. thing, fourth uh, statistic or fourth uh, bit of information to maybe prove that uh, Casey is a dynasty, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes became the fifth quarterback to win three Super Bowls, at least three. Uh, New England's Tom Brady, you're supposed Boo. to, <laughs> uh, he, had, he had seven, seven. Uh, Dallas's uh, Troy Aikman had three. Pittsburgh's uh, Terry Bradshaw, who we talked about, at four. Uh, and San Francisco's Joe Montana also had four. And those are the other four quarterbacks to win that many Super Bowls. Mm. So three or more. Wow. Patrick sure Holmes was. is in uh, a really uh, that that Verified yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so John, do you think the Chiefs have a dynasty? They are a dynasty. I I, I want to see if they three peat. Yes, absolutely. But he, here's my thing with Patrick Mahomes. He, um, man, I, I cannot, it's so weird because when he was in college, he was, he was a good quarterback, nothing special. There was nothing special about him. Nope. In, yeah. That's my 500 record, John. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Texas tech, not a dominant, you know, like Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, not like what I would call upper echelon schools. Um, he, he had a, you know, a nice, you know, uh, career, I guess in college, it was okay. Like I said, nothing special. And then I don't know what it was. And, and maybe I'm wrong here, Andy, but hasn't Patrick Mahomes ever since he's been a starter, been in the AFC championship game. Maybe I'm wrong on that. He's but been I swear to, to quite God, a few. <laughs> Quite right. a few, John. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's just, he's been in the league six years. He's 28, right? So yeah. he came in the league at 22. Let's say, let's say I'm wrong. Let's say he's, I, I, he's got to be in at least five of the six. That's insane. Not even, I don't think, I can't even think of a quarterback like that other than maybe Bart Starr. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. And, That's the, a good and they've said, question. John, that the majority, the majority of the super winning, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks uh, have been 28 years of age or younger. So typically, yeah. you know, young. so they were talking about that when they were talking about Josh Allen, because he's starting to become, a, you know, Ooh, late, more, Josh mid, you know, late 20s. Uh, he's getting in that uh, Mahomes range. And he hasn't won yeah. a Super Bowl yet. So oh. again, yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think he was uh, what mm. 27, 28 when he won his only Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre, yeah. another one that was yeah. quite young yep. when he won his first. So again, yeah. there's Which, statistics that prove this to be the case. Typically, you got to be Which, at the at your peak when you're in your yeah. mid to late twenties. Late twenties, so, yeah. Which blows me away. I still to this day, how the hell did Aaron Rodgers only win one Super Bowl? <laughs> like exactly. to this day, yeah. I, I can't, I, that's a topic for another day because it, it doesn't is. make sense to me. 
it does doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh okay. Well, anyway, moving on. So I would say are they a dynasty? Let let me see if they three peat. Let me see how Mahomes uh even though Tom Brady can suck it. Uh hey, he he proved year in and year out it was it was for a while it was the Patriots. Like every other year, it seemed like here come the Patriots. Here come the Patriots. So it's the Patriots again. You're like, if it becomes like that, then I'm like, yeah, they're a dynasty, which is really hard in today's day and age when you look at the other sports, baseball, basketball, uh, soccer, hockey, the other major sports. And are there any dynasties out there anymore in any of those sports? I would say no. Nope. So it's hard. It's just it's just too difficult nowadays. So you know, hey, good for Andy Reid. You know, so yeah, happy what for interesting him. facts do you have about the old Forty Nine er fans? Give me a little upset with us, right? <laughs> Very interesting uh, Super Bowl Fifty Eight facts. Um, so the the Forty ers became the first team to make four conference title games in a five-year span without winning a Super Bowl since the 2001 to 2004 Philadelphia Eagles. We just talked about them, right, John? Yep. So, again, they became the first team to make that many conference title games and didn't win the Super Bowl. Crazy. Uh, Crazy. And then, uh, you know, San Francisco uh, 49ers head coach, Cal Shanahan, is now 0-2 and two as a head coach in the Super Bowl. Plus, he was an assistant coach, too, and he lost that, too, when he was with Atlanta. Uh, but really as a head coach, he's 0-2. Uh, he is the only coach in the Super Bowl era to lead his team to 25-plus points per game uh, who has not won a title with a minimum of 100 games. So his 72 wins, including the postseason, is second most of any active coach without a Super Bowl title. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott has 78. Wow. So, sorry, 49ers fans. These are the facts. These are the facts. They <laughs> still have not. Kyle Shanahan hasn't won a Super Bowl. And the 40, 49ers haven't uh, won one in a while, have they, John? Yes, it's 1994. So here's some uh, other very interesting things about the Super very Bowl before we move on to more Packers news and notes. Uh, first of all, Packers, uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, joined former 49ers quarterback Steve Young as the only only players to lead their team in passing and rushing yards in a Super Bowl win. Mahomes threw for 333 yards and rushed for 66 more. That's why he won his third Super Bowl MVP. Another very interesting thing, the the two longest mm-hmm. field goals in Super Bowl history were both made in this game. <laughs> 49ers kicker Jake Moody initially set the record with a 55-yard field goal in the first half. Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker broke it with a 57-yard field goal in the second half. So now the record uh, for a field goal distance-wise in the Super Bowl is now 57 yards by one 
Harrison Butker. Just love that name. Uh, third, third, and last thing. Travis Kelsey became the third player in NFL history to record more than five career seasons with 1,000-plus receiving yards and win at least three Super Bowls. NFL Hall of Famers and wide receivers Jerry Rice from the 49ers and Michael Irving <laughs> Irvin, uh, from the Cowboys are the other two. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, so, John, take it away. We're going to do some Packers yeah. news and notes, unless you want to add anything about the Super Bowl no, before we no. move on. Interesting. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. So let's do some Packers news and notes. Uh, is it reported by multiple NFL insiders that Packers organization is about to give Jordan Love a lucrative contract extension? Love is under contract for 2024 with a 12.8 million cap hit and a 10.5 million salary. He then become a free agent in 2025. Early estimates on the contract extensions could be. Oh boy, in the net, uh, basically neighborhood of 38 to $42 million per season. Yeah. I'm a little bit scared of this. Yeah. But if you load it with incentives, maybe we can work something out. But that's the way it is. You, you yeah. can't, we have no quarterback. We, we can't go out and, and get somebody you know, in a year again. We're lucky to have him. Uh, and we'll hopefully see he will grow. So next is Mark Murphy, as we talked about last time. Yeah. Uh, is reading emails and stuff because he knows he's on the way out. So he's just probably sitting around smoking cigars now. Yep. Eating chips and watching TV and like, I don't care. I'm out anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, his position, he's been in this position 2007. And the Packers now are looking for a new CEO and president, according to Matt Schneiderman of The Athletic. Ed Policy, 53, is that guy. He was hired in 2012 to be the VP and general counsel for the Packers. In 2018, he was elevated to CEO and general counsel. He has spent most of his two-and-a-half-decade career as top executive in the Arena Football League and two years in the NFL as an executive consultant. So, yeah, they're they're pretty much going to move on to this guy. Uh, Andy and I, would once we know this is more official, we will uh, move on and give you more details behind him. I don't know much about him other than he, he just, you know, seems like the Packers already made the yep. decision. John, he's from the Midwest. I don't know if that means yeah. anything, but he's from the Midwest, mm -hmm. and he was commish. He was the commissioner of, commissioner of the Arena Football League for like a year or two. So yeah. uh, he eventually became like the top dog, kind of like Roger right. Goodell is for the NFL right now, right? So, yeah. so yeah, Absolutely. he was a big big deal at at one point. So um, and yeah. yeah. If Ed takes over again, Ed, listen to Packers Blitz and your Packer <laughs> fans out there. The product on the field is more important than the product off the field. Yes, you got to make everything look nice and shiny and bring business in. And you got to keep that those coffers full of money 
to pay everybody, and I get it, but Super Bowls bring people in. Super Bowl victories bring business in. So, Ed, instead of, you know, sitting there and talking about how everything is nice and shiny and look at what we've done, which is important, and Mark Murphy did a fantastic job, he lost sight of product on the field. So, hopefully, and, and Ed is the guy, he'll step in. And yeah, and the other thing I wanted to add is, you know, um, yeah. Murphy uh, and Policy, these these guys that are running the Packers organization, they need to appreciate Packer fans. They owe us. Right. And remember yeah. last yeah. episode, I said we were going to talk a little bit yeah. more about that. We might have to wait till next time to actually we, we'll, dive yeah, into that. Yeah, until we know a little bit more. Yeah, until yeah. we know a little bit more. But, but, but just, you yeah, owe us. <laughs> We're yeah, great you, fans, right. and we deserve yeah. uh, the best. We deserve the best yeah. product and on it, the field, it, and we deserve another Super Bowl. We want one. Yeah, we want it. And I think the, the again, you know, we'll talk about this more and more and more uh, as we get closer to it. But it, again, you you got to get Green Bay back in those discussions where people go. Hey man, this is a top run organization. Like when Ron Wolf finally turned it around, people came here because they said Packers are no joke anymore. This is a top flight organization. And if you want to win, you're going to consider the Packers. So let's get on to a little Hall of Fame talk. Yep. Two Packer, former Packer, and former Bears. Boo! <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hall of Fame for the 2024 Hall of Fame class, Julius Peppers and Stephen Stephen McMichael in 2020, 2014. Boy, I'm in trouble with numbers. Julius Peppers signed the second biggest contract ever given to a free agent during Ted Thompson's tenure as GM, only behind Charles Woodson in 2006. Uh, Peppers played in 48 games starting uh, 43 with the Packers from 2014 to 2016. He recorded 25 sacks, led the team more than Clay Matthews. Yes, he had more than Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews only had 22.5. Right. 21 tackles for loss and 45 quarterback hits. He also earned a Pro Bowl down in 2015. Statistically, Peppers ranks fourth all-time in the NFL in sacks, 159. Ahead of him are Bill's Bruce Smith, and I don't think that record should stand because Bruce Smith played to the wheels came off. He finished his crap. He finished his career looking like this old man with the Washington at that time Redskins, and he just looked like a shell of his former self. But he was just trying to get the record. So right. anyway, for, uh, Packer from Reggie White, Packers press uh, passwords Reggie White of one ninety eight. And former Packers assistant coach Kevin Green. Unlike Julius Pepper, Steve McMichael is not remembered fondly. Uh, they called him Mongo was his nickname. Yep. Uh, look it up. Anyway, he spent over a decade with the Bears for signing with the Packers, and which was really weird that in 1994 he was with us. Didn't make any sense. Same thing with Jim McMahon was with us and won a Super Bowl ring. It's like, what? Basically, McMichael said that I stole their money and whipped their ass again, end quote. Yes. Yeah, he it's weird that he played for us because he hated the Packers. 
But we signed him because he was, you know, hey, a good, still had some gas left in the tank. Not according to him, though, John. That's why he said he stole their money. Yeah, which I was going to say, I don't remember him being, doing nothing. Uh, Because Packer fans have class, we congratulate Stephen McMichael on his upcoming induction. Yes, he was a heck of a player when he was younger. Uh, and, and he tailed off quite a bit quickly, yeah. uh, but he has some ongoing health battles, so I won't make too much fun of him uh, with AOS, which is sometimes called Lou Gehrig disease. So I can't make fun of him too much because that is not fun to have that happen to you. Uh, pa- uh, Packers Nation sends our love and respect to Julius Peppers with a great honor and a much deserved trip to Canton. Uh, by the way, if you just want to take a look at some of his highlights when he was with Carolina and the Packers, you'll probably, like me, say, wow. I mean, this guy was an amazing player. I mean, the, he could he played and could have played until maybe into his late 40s if he wanted to. He was just a physical specimen. It was crazy yep. how good he was. Freak of nature. Um, yeah. Athletic. And, and, just, Beyond imagination. Yeah. When he was with Carolina his last year, uh, before he wanted to retire, or I guess he was forced out, uh, he had 10 and a half sacks on a crappy Carolina team. 10 and a half. Yep. <laughs> I'll take 10 and a half sacks. Like, come on, man. And that was, oh my God, it's unbelievable, that guy. Yep. And, anyway, you, and, you, got, and, you, got, and you got Clay Matthews in his prime, and he out. You know, out sacks them. Yeah, he out did, did Clay Matthews. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Clay Matthews will be up for the Packer Hall of Fame coming up here soon, I believe in 2025. So that is next year. Uh, he will be up for the Packers Hall of Fame, which he'll get in. Like, the what are we doing? Uh, Packers rookie now, wide receiver Jaden Ruiz uh, and coach Matt LaFleur received at least <laughs> – one vote for the 2023 NFL season <laughs> awards from the Associated Press. Yeah. Reed finished sixth for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. LaFleur finished ninth. Give me a break. For the NFL Coach of the Year, that's bullshit. Yeah, he got a By couple way, votes, I, John. Just a couple, but they weren't even first place votes. Stupid. So, yeah. Anyway, by the way, Texans quarterback CJ Shroud, duh. Was the NFL's Rookie of the Year, even though LaFleur guided the youngest team to the playoffs and helped Jayla produce a standout first season at quarterback. The NFL Coach of the Year ended up being Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns. I saw that one, whatever. Kevin anyway, Stefanski. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. Uh, moving on. So, <laughs> lifelong fan, Tom Grassi. By the way, check out his stuff, Andy. It's really funny. It's on YouTube. The guy does the entire NFL. He does a, which I laugh at all the time. He does, if the NFL was scripted, and it's super funny. It will be him, like, pretending he's the, like, head of the NFL or or something like that. And then he'll, 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 it's just like this one-man show, basically. And then he'll show, uh himself in different jerseys and then tell people how their game was going to go and it's super funny it's on youtube check him out he he's a huge packers fan 
Um, he he's a really good guy, and he was selected. Thank God for NFL Fan of the Year. Yeah, so we we did win something. We right? did win something. Kind of. So congratulations, yeah. Tom. By the way, he's from Jersey. He's not from Wisconsin. He's from Jersey. He's from New York, I believe. New York. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he's from New Jersey. Uh, New I think York. It's New York. Uh, okay. Well, either way, he's East Coast, which is really weird. They became. Yeah, his dad was a he's... Cowboys fan. Is that so, weird? Yeah. Weird. Anyway, he was selected in the ultimate fan pool of 32 finalists, representing each NFL club. Grassi became a Packers fan at six years old when his dad tried to convince him to cheer for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Instead, Grassi has not missed watching a Packers game for the past two decades and has shared his passion for the team. Like I said, hundreds of thousands of people through his YouTube channel. Check it out. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, since 2015, he has greeted by viewers by welcoming them to the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Grassi has worked to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for charity. Uh, Packers Blitz wants to recognize NFL Fan of the Year, Tom Grassi, and uh, a little applause there for him and his ongoing love the Green Bay Packers and fundraising efforts. So thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's get to the conclusion. Yeah. So NFL fans, sports bettors, Las Vegas odds makers. Listen to the pundits from Packers Blitz who said last Monday that the Chiefs would win. Our prediction yep. was tailor-made for Ooh. anyone who wanted to win big. For those who didn't <laughs> want the football season to end, luckily the big game was not swift. No! <laughs> Once again... The Super Bowl proved to be an awesome spectacle meant to showcase the NFL and the great game of football. Las Vegas was the perfect venue for that. While watching uh, Super Bowl 58, I was, I was thinking that the version of the 2023 Packers were good enough to beat the eventual Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, week 13 of the regular season. I was also, while I was watching, I was thinking the 2023 Packers were good enough to take the Super Bowl runner-up San Francisco 49ers to the brink of elimination in the NFC Divisional Round. So there's a lot of hope for the Packers in 2024. Maybe the 2024 version of your Green Bay Packers will find a way to build off the success of the 2023 season and vie for a championship be during Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans. Uh, John, do you have any deep thoughts about that? Any thoughts well, on cool. that? It's cool <laughs> because where did we win our Super Bowl after 30 plus years of not going to the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah, New Orleans. We That's went with true. Reggie White and Brett, Brett Favre. So, yep. mm, <laughs> maybe some, maybe some, uh, you know, I don't know, a little luck there. Deja, um, deja vu or whatever. Deja vu. Uh, one, one of the things, again, you know, I, I just want to say Packer Blitz fans, Packer fans, thank you for listening to us again. Uh, we really appreciate 
um, you know, here we're, we're kind of going the off season. So, you know, Andy and I will be on from time to time. We'll keep you posted on what's going on. You know, we will have our mock draft again because Andy and I, I think we love it. I love it. Yeah. I love fun. doing the mock draft. We will do, like I said, any uh, updates and training camp. Uh, we're definitely going to do free agency because I think the Packers are going to do something. <laughs> Usually Andy and I are like, did they do anything? Oh, uh, they got this guy. Yeah. Uh, but we will have a free agency thing before that. And we'll kind of talk about who we're going to keep, who we're not going to keep. We'll go through the players. We'll have a little up-to-date. Uh, and then, obviously, training camps and stuff. Uh, go through, see how you know they're going. But I know it's the off-season. No more football, which is, uh, unless you want to watch the XFL and the whatever league thing they got out there, which, Andy, I have to say, I'm so desperate for football, I probably will watch that. That's the Rocks League, Dwayne Johnson, yeah, the merge, yeah. the USFL, and X. I am so desperate for football. I probably will watch that in the offseason. But just know Andy and I will keep you updated, uh, you know, do our best to come on from time to time when we can. But, you know, enjoy the offseason because come this upcoming season, everyone's going to expect a lot, right, Andy? Yeah. We're expecting them to do a lot, and well, we'll wait and see, right? They take the next step. Yeah, I hope yeah. they do Any dive. They, yeah, I just hope they dive headfirst into this free agency thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we, so we get some veterans in here to give us a little bit more leadership. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. take us to the next so, next level. Yeah. Take us to the Super Absolutely. Bowl. Absolutely. Because we, you know, we cannot... Uh, we won't talk about this is remember, and we'll bring this as a topic up how many years we wasted of Aaron Rodgers in his prime, not giving him the weapons, not giving him the defense, not giving him the free agents or trying to, and just totally striking out <laughs> and not being able to get that thing that Brett Favre had. He had that perfect magical, couple years where we went to back-to-back -back Super Bowls. You know, that's hard. I get it. And Mahomes has proved you can do it. But again, it's not easy. So anyway, again, like and subscribe wherever you listen to us, uh, Packers Blitz fans, uh, at your favorite Spotify, Apple, uh, and YouTube. And remember, rate us five stars, like I said, because the only way people are going to get to know us and want to listen to us is if they see, well, we got a bunch of good ratings and stuff. So that's it for me. Uh, other than go pack, go Andy, go pack, go. All right, buddy. Love you. We'll talk to you later.